Welcome back to the Dr. Body Mind Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Jude, and this is a podcast which explores how we can integrate modern medicine and alternative therapies to help you get the holistic health care that you deserve. I will be speaking to healers and seekers, researchers and authors who will share their experiences and the evidence to help guide us all to holistic health. Let's do this. Federico Vallon is an integrative health coach who works with cancer patients, helping them address the mental and emotional roots of their cancer. He has developed a holistic health system employing modalities such as, such as emotional freedom techniques, clinical hypnosis and meditation, to name just a few, to help people accelerate their recovery. So welcome, Federico. I believe you're speaking to me from Colorado this morning. That's right. That's right. What a pleasure to be here. What an honor. <laughs> Thank you so much. Now, you are dealing with cancer. This is such a huge diagnosis that so many of us will be touched by in our lifetimes. And what really intrigues me about your work is the focus on the mental, emotional and spiritual side of cancer and its treatment. Can you explain what this means to you and how it informs your work? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Um, so I believe that, well, definitely, probably every, every human being on earth nowadays will be in a way touched by cancer, either because of a neighbor or a colleague or a family member. It's just so prevalent in our society. And medicine is somehow doing a great work at addressing cancer from the physiological, anatomical side, you know, from the side of the body. But there is, a, there is a gap there in supporting cancer patients, not only from, from the level of counseling, but energetically. Energetically and also addressing what could potentially be the, the sources of the cancer itself. You know, it's a conversation that can be addressed from many points of view, and many people have many different um, opinions about it. So what is important is to address the human being as a whole. And that's what I do, is to address their emotions, their energy, um, their, their history, their emotional history too, childhood, birth. And I do that through my work as therapist, as a clinical hypnotherapist. But I believe that we have, all of us probably, um, some more than others, the, the genetic um, disposition to have cancer, right? But for some reason, some of us activated and some others don't. Even living in, in very similar environments, like toxic environments, like working at a factory or something, or eating the same kind of food, for some reason, some people activated and some others don't. And I believe that there is an emotional connection to that. I also seen in my years of work that the majority of cancer patients I've worked with have very similar um, emotional, social, mental traits of overcommitting, of, um, you know, pleasing their families, of being overworking themselves constantly, not listening to their own needs uh, chronically. So I believe that that has an effect and that might be part of what creates at the level of epigenetics, the, the environment necessary for that activation that we all have, but for some reason, in, in some of us don't activate and in some, all, in some other people it does. What you're actually saying is very much in keeping with the work of 
Gabor Mate, you know, Dr. Gabor Mate, who is so um, famous in, in, in proposing this theory. So you're certainly not alone. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I believe that the biggest mistake we've done in our um, in the world of science and medicine is to divorce the body from the mind and our spirit as well and separate it, compartmentalizing. Oh, this is spiritual and this is mental and this is physical and this is emotional. And um, start studying them and dissect them and, and, and work with these spheres as separated areas. But they are all connected. We are all one piece. And not only as a, as a body with a, with a spirit and a, and a set of energetic field, but we also have high, high levels of interaction with the energetic fields of others around us. So highly influenced by, by the electromagnetic field of our parents and in our environment. And of course, that permeates into our food choices, our um, opinion and vision of who we are and, and the, the, the relationships we engage into, which triggers um, our emotions and our views of the world, which triggers more of our, um, you know, nervous system, immune system, and then there it goes, right? So it's a snowball that um, you never know really where it starts. And, 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 and it goes into every one of these spheres all at once. So for example, I teach, as you, as you know, um, a 12 week process in which I work with cancer patients worldwide. And one of the one of the things where we set some time is into healing the birth, you know, into going into the way we were born, the families in which we were born, the conditions in which we were born and bringing healing through regression, through uh, compassion and understanding and forgiveness and really bringing bringing truth and liberation to that part of our bodies. And from there, um, a lot uh, cascades in terms of changes. Uh, at my level of work, I believe that we can do a lot at the level of consciousness and at the level of the spirit and consciousness. And from there, things just start uh, causing change in other areas of our of our lives, including our physical body. Um, and for me, consciousness is very much what you were just talking about. is is the awareness of our own awareness. Right. And my, I start my students always by making them um, make a commitment to their own self-awareness, you know, because that is at the core. That's one of the main pillars of this work is to be conscious of your own awareness, to be conscious of the voices playing in your mind, in your heart, um, of the messaging that comes through. And by becoming aware of these messages, have a greater power into not letting them manipulate you and, and, and in that way, making better choices in order to liberate yourself emotionally and spiritually and energetically. Why is this such a, a pillar in, in, in cancer treatment? Yeah, because we need to understand what brought us here. We need to understand what are the mental, emotional patterns that brought us here whether they are overcommitting or um, victim consciousness or um, feeling victimized in our relationships and in the world, we need to understand the, the, the things, the thoughts 
that caused trouble in our lives and brought us to this place of emotional um, uh, discrepancy and, and disruption in a way. So if we don't bring in the, the ingredient of consciousness, of awareness, we don't uh, first take responsibility for our own emotions and our own thoughts. And second, we just don't even become aware of them. We just think that this is the way we are. When, um, when we bring in the level of consciousness and awareness, we realize, oh, I am not only, I, I am not only round by certain programs that have been embedded into me since childhood and before, but I am also the programmer. I can also change the programs around me. But the first level of action is to become aware of the programs that are running you. So without awareness, there is no uh, responsibility and there is no acknowledgement. And these things are very different from um, blame, you know. Um, so I don't think that anyone is, 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 is um, blaming, blaming anyone for getting cancer or for, 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 for getting cancer because they, because through their thoughts. But I think what you're really getting at is what, what the word that's really coming up for me as you're speaking is alignment and the um, importance of alignment, um, uh, you know, and we can only be aware of whether we're aligned in our bodies, mind and souls or our thoughts, our actions, if we're aware that we have control over our thoughts and therefore over our physiology and therefore over our pathology. And so, you know, there's um, this, this terminology, you know, is dis-ease when we are at dis-ease with ourselves, with what we're doing in life, with how we're showing up in life. And there's definitely a um, school of thought that um, informs us that, you know, this is the, this is the root of our disease, cancer being one of them. Um, and and so I think this is really what you're getting at is becoming aware of your thoughts allows us allows you to take responsibility for them. And it's our thoughts driven by our emotions that really um, informs us whether we are living in alignment with our true nature. Absolutely. And what, what, is the, what is that true nature, right? Um, most, most of us don't really know what that is. And, and whatever it is, it also keeps getting updated, up, upgraded over time, right? Um, you know, it's so interesting that you bring the word alignment because I was just teaching a class on this. Um, so alignment is key, is huge, is super important or the right thinking, the right speech, the right emotion that shows in the right level of action. And the, then the changes really are there. Um, one of the things as a clinical hypnotherapist I talk about is that the subconscious mind is always listening. Your subconscious mind doesn't know that you are being sarcastic or that you are, um, you know, being funny or that you are, um, you know, being passive aggressive. It takes everything at heart. It acts like a robot. And it, so if you're talking about, oh, that breaks my heart, or, um, you know, that, that's such a pain, or, you know, oh, my God, that's going to break my back, or, like, you know, we, we have all these expressions that really are against our body constantly. 
the body really responds to the thinking and the words we use. Um, anyways, this is, a, this is another beautiful conversation, alignment. Um, and just to, just to uh, reinforce a point that you brought in before, Jude, that's super, super important. Um, we're talking about responsibility of action, responsibility towards our emotions and feelings and our stories and history, but definitely not to fall in the realm of gain, uh, sh shame and guilt. That's the key. That's the key. That's why we avoid so much, so many times taking responsibility of our past and our actions and decisions and emotions, because we immediately trigger uh, the, the, the switch of guilt and shame. But there is a place, there is a place there of perfect balance where we can take full responsibility for who we have been, for the thoughts we have felt, for the things we have done, for the words we have said, without entering into guilt and shaming ourselves. So there is a place where we can take responsibility and say, you know what? The emotions I have felt, the thoughts I have thought, the feelings I have felt brought me here to some degree, um, physiologically speaking as well. They brought me here. I don't need to feel guilty or, or ashamed of that. But since I know that some of the things I've done have brought me here, then that give me great, gives me greater power in terms of changing the, 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 the will of life, the course of action. Because if I had something to do with it, then I can have something to do with the change, right? So, but we keep talking about cancer as something that we get, something that, that gets us, you know, something like, a, like it's floating on the air and it's out there to get us. And there is so much in the conversation about the fight against and, and, and being a survivor and being a fighter because it's something that is out there to get us. Um, and very little uh, in the conversation is said about something that is developed, right? And if we have something to do with the development of it, then we can have something to do with the, you know, turning the action backwards and really bringing ourselves back to health. And that's why this level of work that I do is not for everybody. It is not for everybody. The person has to have um, more of a solid level with their self-esteem and their self-agency and um, the ability to really take responsibility to, to this new level, right? Um, if the person is still stuck in the, um, at a place where they just feel like it's something that they, that they had nothing to do with the formation of it, then um, this doesn't really have any impact. It doesn't really work because um, as long as as long as a person who has cancer believes that you know they had absolutely nothing to do with it, um, which is tough, right? Because to come to this place where to where we say, "Wow, I did have something to do with the formation of this. I don't know what it is. I, it was not conscious, but I must have had some level of interaction with this with the formation of this cancer." from childhood or maybe from a previous lifetime, right? From uh, at a level of consciousness. Therefore, I have the ability to change myself, to change my consciousness, to change my programs, 
and and have a better chance at you know turning the wheel in another direction, right? But so much of the marketing out there is just based on fighting something that is floating out there in the world that is coming our way to get us. It's just any time, right? Um, if the person is still navigating at that level of awareness, then this work really doesn't um, doesn't really apply. And again, one of the reasons why many people avoid um, moving into that level of um, responsibility and awareness that they had something to do with the formation of it is because they feel like if they do, they're just going to automatically fall into feeling guilty and shameful about it, right? But that's not necessary and it's not uh, a must at all. Guilt and shame doesn't do any any good for anybody, right? but we can still take responsibility for our actions. Now, for that to happen, the person needs to have a, a, sort, a sort of healthier self-esteem and self-empowerment. Um, this is another conversation. It's like, what is really true self-empowerment? You know, in the, in the marketing and the whole conversation on cancer, we talk a lot about empowerment. Um, but we keep talking about the empowerment from the level of the warrior uh, mentality, right? We talk about being a warrior and being empowered and being powerful and strong and hold on. And, and, and that is that serves a purpose to some degree, um, but just for long enough. At some point, we need to move on from being survivors to being thrivers, right? We, we cannot live at the level of survivorship for too long without um, watering down our vital energy and, and, and diminishing our power, right? So self uh, true empowerment for me means to take responsibility of your actions, of your, of your thoughts, of your emotions, of your feelings, of your energy, and transform it and really create changes from, from within. And I just want to, I, I just want to place some solidity here because our emotions and our, the thoughts that we have alter the physiology in our bodies. We know this, you know, we, and we, we know that the impact this has on the hormones that are released in, in our bodies. If we're feeling stressed, as an example, we're going to release stress hormones. Our body doesn't know any difference, whether it's a true threat or an imagined threat. As you said before, the, the placebo effect has demonstrated the power of the subconscious mind. The body will react to the perceived threat, whether it's real or imagined. Now, of course, we don't have the research that is able to really demonstrate what you're saying with precision at this time. But we do have enough um, groundwork to really start to see um, the concepts and how these theories um, can play out. Oh, absolutely. And we have plenty of evidence on how um, emotions affect our physiology, right? We, we do have plenty of it. And of course, there will always be people who think this is impossible or this is woo and everybody adopts a new level of awareness and consciousness at their own, at their own time. Right. For a lot of people it's still, you know, quantum physics and quantum reality is still woo woo and completely unknown, but just give them five, 10 years and they will be all over it. Right. So 
we're still navigating in our infancy when it comes to um, accepting in the mainstream the, 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 the linkage between our emotions and our physiology. But it's there. And people like yourself and myself, you know, as a physician, you understand that whatever you believe, whatever you think has an effect on your nervous system and therefore into your parasympathetic or sympathetic function, that has an effect on the, the hormonal reactions and neuropeptides and everything in your brain, your body, that as, 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 as it accumulates, it has an effect on your physiology, right? It, there's, there's no such a thing as like the, the, the law of, um, you know, the, the, what is called is the laws of manifestation and, and the law of attraction being just something woo-woo. It's just that we can use different kind of wording to describe it as something very scientific, um, in my opinion, right? One of them, the placebo effect. And why aren't we using the placebo effect more often in medicine? I don't know. I don't I know either, Federico. You know, and for the people who don't understand the placebo effect, like I always ask, this, ask them this question and kind of like put it really simply, like some people don't really know what it is. And, you know, a hundred people show up at a hospital, 50 of them get the, 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 the drug and 50 get only a sugar pill, right? But all of them are told what to expect in terms of effects and also side effects and results and timing and all that. How is it possible that the people that got the sugar pill have the, many of them have the same results, even the side effects of a medicine that they never took, right? Because there was a level of change at the level of consciousness. Because the people who took the sugar pill had a belief that was given to them by an by a authority figure that say, this is what's going to happen to you. This is what is expected. They didn't go home and did a hundred affirmations. They didn't read a bunch of books on the topic. They just had one belief exposed, uh, presented to them, and they grabbed it and they ran with it. And the, the results were there. So that's why I know that one change at the level of belief and consciousness in a person and that change could be uh, from coming from a thought such as, I can heal myself. Miracles are possible. Um, I can be the exception. I can heal way faster than ever imagined. This kind of thinking um, can change the body a lot faster than we, that we believe. And that um, the, the changes are seen there. Like I have some of my students having you know, five centimeter breast tumors reduced in a couple of months, gone. Um, you know, liver enzymes dropping all the way to the bottom to a healthy level in a few weeks. Um, not just because of the work we do, they also complement it with medicine. Some of them are also going through medical treatments, but does the work of consciousness and, and awareness and spirituality have something to do with it? In my opinion, absolutely, 100%. And that's the thing. I mean, you know, it's this is about integrating and this is about enhancing and this is about, you know, using all the tools that are available to us to give us the best outcomes possible. And of course, with a diagnosis such as cancer. Definitely. And you know what? I never tell anyone to stop doing their treatments ever 
like, you know, out of all my students, I have some that are currently going through uh, chemotherapy and radiation and everything. Others decided to not go that route at all. Um, others are actually just now considered cancer-free after they started with us, but they're still taking the program because they know that there is a lot of work to be done there, at, you know, in the level of beliefs and energy. Um, so they're all at different places. And I'm not in a fight with medicine. I love medicine. I love good medicine. And, and what is good medicine to me? Let me describe it by saying that it's a medicine that sees the individual as a whole. And that has the ability to, to consider the emotions of the person, the feelings, the, the mentality, uh, the energy levels of the person in consideration uh, for their own betterment, their own healing. Um, not just a kind of medicine that sees a person as a, as a statistic, as a number, and, and just addresses it just from the level of body. I also understand that, and you know this as a doctor, that our medical system is overwhelmed, right? Um, there's not enough doctors, not enough uh, nurses, not enough. So there's very little uh, opportunity for doctors to really connect with each one of their patients because there are just so many, right? Um, so I understand and I extend that compassion as well. But for me, good medicine is a medicine that is um, comprehensive and just really holistic, meaning taking care of all the elements, all the sides of a human being. The, the reason why I brought this program together is because um, it's about condensing and putting together all this information that is out there or whatever is the most uh, you know, uh, important in a way and, and making one program out of it. So we address um, the, the coming back to health from different areas, supporting our immune system, finding meaningful work, finding meaning in our lives, um, you know, meditation, visualization, all of these areas are super important. Detoxifying, not only at the level of the body, but the level of our emotions is super important. Identifying um, our patterns of conduct, bringing in healing to our past. All of these are areas that are super, our areas are super important. The problem is that all of this information of how to create changes out there but it's hard to put it all into one and, and having the discipline and the accountability to work on it daily, right? To really cause change. Um, that's why I do what I do. That's why I believe every cancer patient should have a coach as well. And we should all have coaches and mentors, right? Uh, we were just talking about this before we started recording. Um, every time we're presented to the possibility of growing into a higher or greater level uh, b beyond what we have been um, we could use mentorship to to help us move through those layers and into our next stage and i know it's possible i know it's possible i'm seeing it in in our work daily more and more people are joining this program and i'm very very happy about that as i say it's, it's, it's a process of 12 weeks but some people stay working with us, with our team, even after, because they, they know that it's so powerful. And right. not only that, when we, we meet, for example, we meet three times a week. And on these times that we meet as a group, you can feel it, dude. You can feel that people leave the class being a different person that they were an hour before. That 
they just feel like, wow, this is possible. I can change. Change is possible. Um, you know, we need to redefine the body and understand that we are less, a lot less physical than we think, a lot less um, solid. That there is a lot of um, quantum space and 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 on solidity to to this physical body that we have. That in between our atoms, there is like large large spaces of emptiness, and that we regenerate constantly that we are not set in stone that you know we ourselves and our uh, our dna changes and we can regenerate and we can reprogram it and we can recreate ourselves and actually change is not only something that is possible but that change is what is happening all the time it's just the mind is stick to a time to to a form but the body is actually you know, there, there is a saying that I can't remember who said this, Socrates or Ericlitus or one of the Greek um, doctors or philosophers said, like, no, the, the one person that enters into a river, no, not one person, not the same person enters into a river twice, meaning that you go into, into the river and you come out and when you go in, you're already a different person because every excel that you have, every inhale, you have already transformed your chemistry. And um, we are a lot more air and gas and minerals that, than we see ourselves as. Um, so we're constantly changing and we have a lot more power into the, into the changing process that we give ourselves credit for. Um, one belief, one thought, one image has the power to create change in our body really quickly anyways. It's fascinating. It is fascinating and it's very empowering. I mean, the more that we're aware of how much we, how much power we have, um, the, the more we can move from, from that victim mindset into a real authorship mindset. And this is really empowering for our bodies, our minds, our souls. Absolutely. And we hold on to the belief of um, our lack of power because um, to some degree, it's comfortable to give our power away. To some degree, it's comfortable to let, um, you know, others and authorities in our past have so much power over us and not take it into our own hands and create change ourselves. That is more comfortable if, if, if we really, truly, um, truly embraced and acknowledge the amount of power and responsibility we actually have over our entire lives um that can be quite scary for some some of us um to absolutely and it's supposed to be scary it's supposed to be scary right um i know that a lot of what i'm talking about is scary for a lot of people and that's good you know i i have a lot of calls with people who want to join the program and I noticed that some of them aren't ready. Some of them are completely. And a lot of them think that, well, this is kind of like another level of work that I'm not ready for. Um, and it's scary. Is it? every, time, every time you are presented to something that is beyond the boundaries of who you think you are, you should be a little scared. You know, every time you're presented beyond your beliefs and something that is beyond your level of beliefs, 
you should be a little scared. You should be a little doubtful because your brain has been desired. Uh, your brain has been wired for safety, right? For, for protection. So as soon as you're presented to something that is um, outside of your comfort zone, you're going to feel that discomfort, but you need to step in. If you want to change, you need to step in. If you don't want to, then that's why it's so easy to open our mouth and take a pill and just hope for the best instead of being um, proactive and being the, the, um, the, the cause and the action and, and making those changes from our own thinking, our own emotions and our own words. Um, so to be at the receiving end of something that's just going to ca- cause change as like a medicine or a treatment, it's uh, a lot less empowering, but it's also, uh, it has its consequences as well. So we need to do both. We need to do both. We need to embrace medicine for all the good that it is there because we've done great advances at the level of medicine, um, traditional medicines like Ayurveda or Chinese medicine or even allopathic medicine. But we also need to address uh, our health from the level of consciousness and the spirituality because we are that one piece, right? Um, and we need to be addressed at all levels. And Frederick, you've mentioned this 12-week program Um can you tell us how we can find a little bit more information about it for anyone who is interested and does feel that they're ready to really um, take responsibility for for their health? Yeah, absolutely. So there is a little um, presentation that I uh, I have right on the front page of my website. My website is my my last name Valin V A L L I N Health. So valinhealth.com. And um, there's a little presentation there. And also uh, on Facebook, my Facebook, the Facebook group that, I'm, that I run is called thrivers-group.com, thrivers-group.com. And um, yeah, and my email is info at valenhealth.com. Just to mention, it's Valen, not Valley. Some people confuse Valen with Valley, but no, it's not is V-A-L-L-I-N health.com. And yeah, those are the ways to connect with me. Super. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for the work that you do. You're very welcome. Thank you. It's it's a thrill and a pleasure to be, um, you know, I feel like we are with this work we do at the forefront of, of medicine and life and health and healing. And we're doing great work in the world. And, um, Yeah, I look forward to hearing from some of your audience and thank you for the opportunity for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Federico. Thank you for listening, Body, Mind, Soul Seekers. If you want to connect with trusted alternative therapists, learn more about what they do and how they can help you, check out my new holistic healthcare platform, The Witchy Women. Or if you are a holistic healer that wants to serve and help more people, book in a discovery call with me. Find more details at thewitchywomen.com. To show your support for this podcast, please share it with a friend or leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does make a difference. Thank you all so much. Until next time.